Hello, friends. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays. How sweep it is. Whoo, Toronto Blue Jays going for the sweep tonight at Rogers Center against the lowly Detroit Tigers. And everydayers like Gail, Gary, David Pizer, Sheffy Bones will recall that we talked at the beginning of this series that, yes, granted, it is a lofty goal to sweep any team, but with the Tampa Bay Rays coming to town for a weekend series, a sweep against the Tigers was likely needed. On today's episode, we'd look at the series finale. Plus, it is Throwback Thursday, so we'll get into a few throwback Blue Jay Tiger stories with more from our crossover conversation with Locked On Tigers. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays here with Scotty Bentley, Locked On Tigers. We turn our attention to the series finale on Thursday night. Now, as we tape this, we don't know how the how the, the previous games would have turned out, but I have to thank Scotty that if you're the Tigers and you're looking, how do we find a way to get out of Canada with, with two out of three winning this series? I would think that, I mean, had to be emphasis on winning one of those first two games. And I'm talking about uh, to, to be able to avoid being swept because all due respect to Spencer Turnbull, he's a major league pitcher, but Chris Bassett on the mound for the Blue Jays, I feel like this Tigers lineup that is really scuffling, I feel like, Bassett, the veteran, is going to have the cure for what what ails them. Or, or sorry, is not going to have the cure. Bigger pardon for what ails them. I think Bassett will will have a good game against Detroit. And Scotty, I just can't see Spencer Turnbull putting a, a good outing, a fourth here, putting a, 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 enough good innings together to even get through. I'm going to say he doesn't even get through five, Scotty. I'm I'm, I'm concerned for your Tigers in this one. I think the Blue Jays lineup against uh, Spencer Turnbull. This this one might get ugly. Where are you on the Thursday night game? Yeah, well, you know, Turnbull is a uh, is an interesting is an interesting case because at his best, you know, pre Tommy John, he was pitching like crazy. He he was doing really well. Obviously, the no hitter, like mm-hmm. he, he looked absolutely incredible. And then Tommy John happens, and so far, two starts back from TJ, having not pitched a major league regular season game in like a year and a half. Uh, you know, it's the stuff is still there. And like the velocity is back, like completely. It's just honestly a really similar thing that kind of ailed him before Tommy John, which is the, the command is just very sporadic. Like on a, on a pitch to pitch basis, there, there was one start. I think it was his second start of the season where I was watching with a, a buddy of mine and, and I literally looked at him and I was like, I don't think anyone in the park knows where any pitch is going for like every single wow. time he throws the ball, like including the pitcher and catcher, like it, yeah, it was, which is really, a problem. <laughs> yeah. Like really, really sporadic and all over the place. So it, it really does come down to how well can he just, I'm not asking for, you know, Maddox out there. I'm not asking for pinpoint. If he can, he has good enough stuff. If he can even put it in the general vicinity that he wants it to be in, he will be a very effective pitcher. And in his second start, he actually he, he wasn't getting very many strikeouts or swings and misses at all, but he was getting a lot of weak contact and was kind of cruising through five. And then the sixth inning happened and it absolutely all imploded and it was terrible. So um, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, it, stuff has never been a problem. He has filthy, filthy stuff that surprises everybody he faces that's not familiar with him. But um, it, it really is going to come down to just how efficient can he be and how many swings and misses is his good stuff going to be able to induce. And um, I, I mean, as I've said about every pitcher, you know, against this, it's a tall task and, and a heck of a test against a really good lineup for sure. 
We'll get you right back to more from our Throwback Thursday episode here on Locked On Blue Jays in just a moment. First, I did want to mention that for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right and the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check mark to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And when you shop at eBay Motors, 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring a home run when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays. Thrilled to once again be joined by Scotty Bentley of Locked On Tigers for our Thursday Throwback Thursday episode Man, there are a lot of things in Toronto Blue Jay and Detroit Tiger history that you could throw back and talk about. Uh, I'll start with mine. Uh, very painful, very painful. One of the all-time collapses, and and Scotty and I are going to get into this briefly. I would definitely do maybe a whole episode on this one day. Like it, it maybe needs its own episode. It's one of the great collapses in Major League Baseball history, and it was actually authored by the Toronto Blue Jays, the 1987 Toronto Blue Jays, with about a week and a half left to go in the season, took three out of four from Detroit, now that's set up six, that's set up the final week of the season. So six games left in the final week of the season. The Blue Jays need to win one game to win the American League East. And I'm going to remind you, this is in those days where wild card was not only didn't exist, no one had even thought of a wild card. You won your division or you went home. 1987 Toronto Blue Jays, who dare I say were probably the best team in baseball. Like they're probably going to win the World Series that year. Dare I say it. Last six games of the season have to win one. The Milwaukee Brewers sweep them. The Milwaukee Brewers in those days were the Tampa Rays of these days. It didn't matter what place Milwaukee was in, what place Toronto was in, who was on the roster, who was playing well at the time. Nothing mattered. The Brewers beat the Blue Jays every time, just like modern-day Tampa Rays. So that set up the final three-game ser uh, 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 series of the season. It's at Detroit. Blue Jays walk into Detroit with a two-game lead. If they win one of these games, they've won the East. Detroit has to sweep. Detroit wins all three games by one run. That middle game, Scotty, you talk about something you'll never see before. Mike Flanagan won 11 innings for the Blue Jays in that middle game, for crying out loud. You talk about, right? The, pitchers, the starting pitcher these days goes six innings. They get some sort of reward, some sort of medal. He went 11 innings, and Scotty, he came out of the game kicking and freaking screaming. The only reason he allowed Jimmy Williams to take him out of the game, Blue Jay manager, was he thought – Jimmy Williams was turning it over to Tom Hankey, the Blue Jays star closer. In fact, Jimmy Williams went to rookie Jeff Musselman. Detroit would score a walk-off, and then in the that set up the final game of the season. Jimmy Key versus Frank Tanan, a couple lefties. This game was a gem. In the second inning, was it Larry Herndon? Barely hits a home run. I wish your fences were, were, were higher and deeper in those days, Scotty, because he barely hits a home run that George Bell just can't, can't rob. That makes it 1-0 Detroit in the bottom of the second. That would be the final score. The Blue Jays would lose the last seven, in total, the last seven games of the season, needed to win one to, 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 to win the division, and it was all from the Detroit Tigers. And, Scotty, the Blue Jays for that final series were without superstar shortstop Tony Fernandez because Bill Madlock, remember I said with a week and a half left in the series, Toronto took three of four from Detroit. That last game, Detroit actually won, and Bill Madlock took out Tony Fernandez, superstar leadoff hitter for the Toronto Blue Jays, on a, on a taking out a double play at second base, it's nothing like today's rule, Scotty. Like you, you have to be able to touch second base now when you're sliding. Bill Madlock didn't even know second base was was in the vicinity. He was so far off. But this is how baseball was played in these days, yeah, right? Oh yeah. He took out Tony Fernandez. 
and this is that old exhibition stadium which was so wonky that the the, the cutout the artificial dirt cut out and 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 the, the dirt itself was together by wood by wood and nail like insane so he flips over tony fernandez he lands right on a piece of wood breaks his arm he's out for the rest of the season now the crazy thing is bill madlock doesn't think it was a cheap shot and, and i'm not going to come down on you scotty for for bill madlock <laughs> it was look it up on youtube it's as cheap shot as you're going to oh, get but again, <laughs> no i mean for our listeners here for our yeah. viewers, no, I, I i know you have scotty but as cheap a shot as i've ever seen anyway but what a collapse now now scotty this, 1987 is before your time but you're 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 so you know you're entrenched in in detroit tiger baseball so i know this isn't a new story for you and i know you know some things so what are your memories or, or what do you know about that 1987 detroit tiger team that is still too soon for me to talk about scotty still too soon <laughs> first off i don't blame you but um you know that that 87 team is is really really fascinating to talk about in like tiger's lore just because it was really the last great team from that era. And a lot of people look at that as a team that should have won the World Series again, you know, and, and yeah. was that in that 80s, like the Tigers, the, 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 that era of baseball, the, the Tram and Whitaker and, and Morris and, and Gibson, you know, like that, that era of team, right, was – was all still together in 87 while it certainly wasn't the last time that they all played together or anything like that it was kind of like a one last hurrah type of thing and and then they get into the 90s which were absolutely horrific for the Detroit Tigers <laughs> and and whatnot and and after 87 is is when it all started declining in like Trammell you know, a lot of people think that Alan Trammell should have won MVP in 1987 right if like if you're if you have the analytics you do today, like he he outwarded pretty much everybody up on that panel and and had a phenomenal season in '87 and one runner up and uh, so y you have a, a lot of really fascinating storylines involving that team and it all kind of stems from the the you know like we we call it the one last dance thing now because of the Jordan documentaries white light like it again it wasn't quite that because there was a lot of people that still you know Tram and Whitaker played together all the way up until the mid 90s in Detroit but um there definitely was some feeling after that season of like okay we're we're pretty consistently losing a piece or two every single off season and it's getting lower and lower obviously i mean you guys are well aware Morris leaves and and yep. and whatnot and uh, eventually finds his way to Toronto. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely one of those, those kind of last hurrah seasons where everything came together as, as you mentioned, obviously at the right time at the very end of the year, um, they, they didn't get off to a crazy hot start that year, like they did in 84, but yeah. they had a really, really good second half and, and obviously ended up almost winning a hundred games. And it's just so funny to think now that, uh, that a team that, could win, you know, 96, 97 games, not be in the playoffs. That's totally, you know, completely right? ridiculous. And that's not even, uh, that's not even really possible these days, but yeah. back then that that's how it worked. And, uh, and that's what happened in 87, but yeah, kind of the, the, the viewpoint of that whole team was like the last of a, of a great era, I would say. And Scotty, we'll get to your throwback memories with Blue Jays and Tigers in a moment, but just two quick follow-ups here. First of all, shout out to Aurelio Lopez, one of the great setup men I've ever seen in my entire life. But, but now, Scotty, you mentioned the 1987 uh, MVP, American League MVP. Who did win that? 
87? Yeah, there you go. George Bell. Yes, that's George our Bell. guy. George Bell. Yes, George Bell did win that one. Yes. And and you know what's absolutely incredible, Scott? Just just to, to, to wrap up that, that 87 collapse, Sparky Anderson, of course, the manager of the Tigers at the time, and he said coming into that series, Blue Jays only need to win one game. They may well win one game. Blue Jays might win two. They might win three. I don't know, but I do know George Bell will not beat us. That I know. And in those days, Scotty, again, too young to remember, but uh, the the uh, the 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 controversy during that time was that batters were were corking their bats, so drilling the hole, taking out, and putting super balls. Literally, the super balls you're thinking of that you played with as a kid. Yeah, literally those, putting those in the bat, and then and then. Uh, cleaning it up and and the, the the technology in those days was you would x-ray the bat so the rule was a manager could request any bat to be taken out of the game it would go to the umpire's room and then later on after the game they would x-ray it every single time in that last three games against the blue jays that that 20 that george bell came up to the plate sparky anderson would just saunter out to the home plate umpire the bat yeah that, that's he right. sure did no rhyme or reason to it he said point blank he said point blank i can tell you for a fact george bell is not cheating i know this for an absolute fact but I can do this. This is part of the rules. I need to be in, in there mentally to him because I'm telling you he will not beat us. The Blue Jays might. George Bell won't. And Sparky Anderson was true to his word. Oh, boy. Uh, here I thought we'd have fun talking about this, Scotty, and I'm realizing it's still too soon for me to talk about that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay. That's well, no, it's, it's it's a fascinating conversation just, you know, in, it, in its own in its own entity. Like, I mean, like I said, like the Tigers were – they, they were they were above 500 at the break like they weren't like a bad team or anything like that um but in the second half of the season post all-star break they went 50 and 27 like that's gonna work holy right cow. like that is that is the, the and and again they were 48 and 37 at the break like they, they weren't bad they were 10 yeah. 11 games over 500 but they went 50 and 27 in the Good second man. half of the season including uh, I, I believe a four-game win streak. I think they won the finale of the series before Toronto as well to, to cap off the year, that's and, right. and that's what did it. Absolutely incredible, and and just chock full of things in modern baseball you'll never see. Jimmy Key versus Tanana in that '87 finale. Yep. Both both pitchers went the distance. You don't see that again. Jack uh, uh, Flanagan going 11. You, you won't see that again. The Blue Jays won 96 games that season. Like you said, didn't make the playoffs. That's not even on the table. That's not even on the table anymore, Scott. That's not even possible. Everyone makes the walk anyway. But Scotty Bentley, Locked On Tigers. What are your throwback uh, Thursday memories when it comes to Detroit Tiger and Toronto Blue Jay baseball? Uh, well, I, I think, honestly, the biggest one, unfortunately, I did not grow up in the era where these two were division rivals. So there, there's nothing that's really going to come close to that uh, that 87 season. Also, I'm pretty sure Doyle Alexander pitched in that yep. series. Obviously, you know, Blue, Absolutely. Jay, Blue Jay and Tigers. So that's kind of a, a fascinating thing as well. Some revenge there for, for Doyle. But um, the, the one that really jumps out to me, there, there's two – total that that i think of when i think of tigers versus jays game but the one is a 19 inning oh boy jays victory from 2014 and uh, i just remember watching with i was in high school at the time and i just remember watching with all of my friends and uh we're watching it in my buddy's basement and we were like oh yeah we're gonna watch the game and then after the game we we were gonna go out and do something and the game ended up going like six or six and a half hours. Yeah, and, uh, you know, <laughs> baseball is worse nightmare these days. And yeah. it, it it ended in a, a Jays victory, but the Jays were down five nothing going into the sixth inning and won six to five, which means the Tigers 
were held scoreless from the fifth through the 19th inning because they were obviously the road team. So the Tigers went out there and lost a game. And that's a good – that's a playoff team. That's a division winner. That's a good ball club, that 2014 good, Tigers team. Good point. And, uh, and they were shut out for 14 consecutive innings. I'm, uh, I, the, I'm, the, the Blue Jays had won the previous day in the 10th as well, had scored in the 9th to tie it and won in the 10th. In the game you're referring to, they score in the 9th, they win in the 10th. I don't remember how, but I know that um, Jose Reyes, if I remember correctly, Reyes knocked in the winning run. And, and anyway, Reyes was involved. Jose Reyes was involved. I forgot uh, Reyes was yeah, on that yeah. team. He was involved in both wins for the Blue Jays. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Gose had a key stolen base to tie that yeah. game in the ninth, the one you're talking about. Remember, each team used I eight pitchers in, in, in that game. I'm, I think you're right, Scott. I think the Jays did win that game. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they may still be playing that game. Like, this was as marathon a well, game as, as, as we've seen. It's and you know fascinating because for the Tigers – uh, they had burned through literally their entire bullpen. So Rick Porcello pitched the That's last two innings. That's who got the loss, yeah. That's the last loss. two innings. Yeah. He pitched the 18th and the 19th because they they had literally burned through. David Price got the start, and then it yes. was Phil Coke, Al Albuquerque, Java Chamberlain, Blaine Hardy, Pat McCoy, who I forgot existed, wow. Joe Nathan, and then Rick Porcello pitched the last two games and got the loss. The uh, I remember as well in extra innings, the tenth. If I remember correctly, the the, the tenth was just nothing. But man, from the eleventh to the nineteenth, one team had a man in scoring position and one out every single inning. Many of those, many of those uh, um, uh, innings, both teams yeah. had a man on second or third with with you know less than two out with 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 one out or no out, and it didn't happen. Uh, yeah, you're right. It was against Rick Porcello in that nineteenth inning. Oh my goodness! If you want wow. to talk about non-clutch hitting okay Jeez. the detroit tigers 22 hits five runs the toronto blue jays 17 hits six runs is honestly not nearly as bad but 22 hits and and i would imagine how many walks here five walks so they had 27 base runners and scored five runs in the ball game so that is certainly not wow. very uh, not very timely hitting wow. by a, a rather good lineup at the time we're going to get you back to our throwback thursday episode hope you're enjoying the conversation with locked on tigers as well but first i wanted to mention the old hey try it free for 30 days yeah just enough time to try it and then forget about it right in fact over 80 percent of people have subscriptions they forgot about you could be wasting money and not even realizing it Rocket Money helps you find those forgotten subscriptions so you can stop paying for the ones you don't use. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most people think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, then you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that helps find and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, and chances are you're one of them like that Stars app, just to watch that one show or that free gaming trial you never actually used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you, and any that you don't want to pay for anymore, you just hit cancel, and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. Yeah, that easy. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorizes your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything looks off. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person $720 per year. Cha-ching! 
Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. Looking for a delicious snack and don't want all the sugar and all the calories? I do hear you. Now, you need to try the best tasting protein bar ever built. Built. Ever built? Built. Yeah, built bars. You've got to try them. What makes built so good? Well, for starters, covered in 100% real dark chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Covered in real dark chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors, too. I mean, there's a churro flavor, a peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream. These are all yes, please. I'm not sure how built does it. I mean, these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better, they are healthy. Only 134, sorry, only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. Now, you don't need to wait to get a box. For years, we've been talking about how you have to order Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart. Now, you can still get the specialty flavors at Built.com, but check them out in Walmart as well. Well, now, Scotty, you said you had two throwback memories. That's one more in the Blue Jays' favor. I'm going to assume the second one is in Detroit's favor, or, or I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, well, <laughs> I guess kind of. Big picture, like the Tigers really didn't have anything good happen this season, but um, I, I do want to take it back to opening day of 2019. Now, the Tigers, they, they lost on opening day this year in embarrassing fashion, to be honest. But generally, in my lifetime, are like weirdly good on opening day. And they, they kicked off the season 2019 in Toronto. And the Tigers won. And 2019 was a dreadful season. 114 losses for the Detroit Tigers. Goodness. Absolutely horrific. Comfortably, not only the worst team in baseball, one of the – it's weird to have an 114-loss team and it only being the second worst team I've ever seen in my life. But that's unfortunately <laughs> the truth. Um, shout out to the 2003 Tigers. But uh, that, that 2019 team started with a win in Toronto and Kristen Stewart – who I was a huge fan of. He wow. hit a ton of home runs in the minors for yeah. the Detroit Tigers. And every single year leading up to 2019, he was leading whatever like team or league he was in. So like in single A, he had one of the highest home run totals in single A. In double A, he had one of the highest home run totals when he was in double A. In triple A, he had one. Then so when he came to the majors, I was like, oh, we're getting like some thump in the bat. And like, you know, not 40 or 50 home run potential, but if he's a solid, you know, high 20s, low 30s home run guy, that'd be awesome. And I believe he went yard in that game. And I just remember thinking, and I know he caught the final out because I vividly remember the, the final out of that game. And it, and it ended up not mattering at all. And the Tigers ended up losing 114 times That's that amazing. season. But for one glorious day, <laughs> I had rookie Kristen Stewart hits home run in Tigers victory. And I felt on top of the world. And again, so awesome to hear a, a Tigers fan perspective from this because Kristen Stewart, I, I want to say he had 15 major league home runs. I, 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 I think that's actually his number. Yeah. And I, I didn't have – I thought that was a weak hitter that hit that home run. So well, you're saying – no, 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 when he was – on the major league level, right? <laughs> but you're saying when he was coming up, he, there was cause for optimism there. That was uh, 2019. That was um, uh, Jordan Zimmerman and Str and the Stroh Show each put on – that was 0-0 right. through nine innings, Scotty. That two-run home run from Kristen Stewart, that was in the 10. That was 0-0 yeah. through nine. Uh Daniel Hudson. Daniel Hudson Daniel came in. Daniel Hudson, yeah. Well, gave up a, a double to um, – gave up a double to 
Oh boy, who did he, he give up? A, oh man, I'm blanking now. I remember he gave up remember, right yeah. away. The right away, the go ahead run was at second, and it didn't matter. The go ahead run could have been. It didn't matter because Stewart launched that home run, and I don't remember Stewart catching that final out. I was probably passed out uh, from you know in, in in a pool of my own tears at that point because you talk about the Tigers in in that previous game going all those innings without scoring. Well, here's the Blue Jays home opener. Right. <laughs> the entire country is excited. They play 10 innings and they score zero runs. Like, are you kidding me right now? That That's ugly, Scotty. Not great. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, the, the man, I, I, I just remember the not having real optimism because, like, we all were pretty well aware of, of what that team was going to be. I don't think anyone expected 114 losses, but uh, there, there was some optimism around Stewart. And, and again, not that he was ever going to be some, like, perennial all-star hitter or anything like that, but – he, he, he did have some power in the minors and, and whatnot, and seeing him come through in a, in a clutch moment like that was nice. And then, obviously, you mentioned his name, so it's impossible to kind of mull over it. The Jordan Zimmerman experience that yeah, the Detroit geez. Tigers had for uh, the, the pleasure of, of dealing with for a many years, far too many years, um, will we'll forever go down as one of the worst contracts in the history of the Detroit Tigers. And wow. uh, that might have been like his last good start with the team. I'm trying, uh, I, I can count on two hands, the amount of, uh, the amount of good starts that I think he had in the Tigers uniform, but um, yeah, him going out and uh, there was a little bit of refound optimism, like, Oh, maybe we'll, we'll salvage like a good final year of his career or something like that. And, in uh this season and and that was very short-lived and and i think he got hurt uh, again and yeah not a very good tenure uh, as a detroit tiger unfortunately for zimmerman but he he helped us get one opening one of our like 48 wins we had in 2019 so there you go scott i want to was nico goodrum on that 2019 team i believe that was the the yes that was the year that nico goodrum uh he was a I don't remember if he was a waiver pickup or a minor league trade or something, but he was like a nobody. And then the Tigers were so bad that he was genuinely one of their best players, if not like arguably their best position player that season. Again, dreadful baseball team, as you can tell. Um, but yeah, that was the season where people were like, oh, Nico Goodrum maybe could be like a super utility option when this team is good again. Like that was what we had to try to convince ourselves through those days. So uh, so yes, that would have been, I believe, the the first like real season of Nico Goodrum's Tigers career. Yeah, I think that's who got the double, and then and then uh, it didn't matter because yeah, yeah, Chris and Stewart yeah. the home run. Amazing, just, just what an absolute blast! Locked on Blue Jays, locked on Tigers crossover episode. What I would really hope, because I, I can't imagine that you know locked on Blue Jay fans are huge Tiger fans, but you heard Scott the last couple of days here wax poetically. Scott's got a baseball mind, so I would certainly hope we're going over and following the locked on Tigers. Dare I say, I hope some of the Tiger fans as well say, hey, this bald-headed doofus is okay. You know what? I'll get the lock on Jays. <laughs> I completely uh, agree. A, a, yes, follow, <laughs> a follow as well. But, Scotty, this was an absolute blast. I do wish your Tigers well starting on Friday. Is that fair? Can I say that? Starting on Friday, I wish your Tigers you know well. It, you can pick any date you want. I will okay. gladly take <laughs> anything good happening to this team at the moment, even if you do want to prolong it three days. That's more than fine. Oh, thanks so much for your time, Scotty. This was a blast. Absolutely. I appreciate you. That's a wrap for today's Locked On Blue Jays. And thank you for making Locked On Blue Jays your first podcast you listen to each day. I'll see you tomorrow as, yes, we'll all be happy that the weekend is here. But, I mean, the Tampa Bay Rays are in town for a three-game series this weekend. So, from a Blue Jays standpoint, could be a long weekend and not the fun kind of long weekend. 
In the words of Tom Cheek, touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life.